Pastor Henry Carter, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue today in Acts chapter 15, moving on to verses 22 through 35. Here in these verses, Luke gives us the decision of the Jerusalem Council and tells us how they resolved the question between the Hebrew and Gentile believers as to whether or not adherence to the Mosaic system is needed for salvation. This question surfaced following the successful missionary journey of Paul and Barnabas into Asia Minor, where they established new churches that were predominantly Gentile. Here now is what Luke writes. Then the apostles and elders and the whole congregation voted to send delegates to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas to report on this decision. The men chosen were two of the church leaders, Judas, also called Barsabbas, and Silas. This is a letter that they took along with them. From the apostles, elders, and brothers at Jerusalem to the Gentile brothers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. We understand that some believers from here have upset you and questioned your salvation, but they had no such instructions from us. It seemed wise to us, having unanimously agreed on our decision, to send to you these two official representatives, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. These men, Judas and Silas, who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, will confirm orally what we have decided concerning your question. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden of Jewish law on you than to abstain from eating food offered to idols and from unbled meat of strangled animals and, of course, from fornication. If you do this, it is enough. Farewell. The four messengers went at once to Antioch, where they called a general meeting of the Christians and gave them the letter. And there was great joy throughout the church that day as they read it. Then Judas and Silas, both being gifted speakers, preached long sermons to the believers, strengthening them in their faith. They stayed several days, and then Judas and Silas returned to Jerusalem, taking greetings and appreciation to those who had sent them. Paul and Barnabas stayed on at Antioch to assist several others who were preaching and teaching there. Another day to show everyone all 
the happiness they can find. And Lord, give me the words, help me in all I say. report sent to the church in Antioch from the Jerusalem Council is very brief. Gentile believers are not required to meet any of the demands of the Mosaic system, but they are to exercise courtesy to those who do, especially in the area of meats offered to idols, and of course, they are not to commit fornication. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Ancient pagans asked, how can humans satisfy the gods? The methods man devised to placate the gods is an amazing and revealing part of human history. In every case except the biblical faith, the methods devised were man's. They ranged from giving gifts to the gods, trying to buy them off, to torture, bodily mutilation, and even infant human sacrifices. None of man's devices ever satisfied the gods. But since there were no gods, that wasn't important. Far more important than that, none of the methods satisfied man. The human heart was left as guilty and sin-ridden and desperate as before. None met the need in the human heart. How can humans satisfy the gods isn't the right question. How can humans satisfy God is a better question. The answer is that man can't satisfy God by any methods that man could devise. That's the first point we must make. God cannot be placated, if that is a good word, by any attempts man could think of. Instead of asking how can humans satisfy the gods or how can humans satisfy God, let's ask it this way. How can a man get right with God? That answer is clearly given in the Bible. The method is devised not by man, but by God. When Paul and Barnabas saw the pagans accept Jesus Christ, God's answer to man's need, some Jews in Jerusalem thought that those Gentiles should submit to circumcision and should pledge to obey the law. The Jerusalem council decided against that. James, the leader of the Jerusalem church, made what I consider to be a very significant statement. He said, In my judgment, therefore, we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. 
One of the saddest commentaries on Christianity is that we have often made getting right with God far too difficult. I remember many years ago I saw some Sunday school material and it pictured an altar with steps leading up to it. There were seven steps to salvation, seven things a person had to do to be saved. Each step was appropriately labeled. If James had seen that, he would have said, you're making it too difficult. On the other side, I preached a funeral sermon a few years ago. After the service, a dear old saint, his name was D.W. Nickel, sitting at the very back with his cane, asked me, what does it take for a person to be saved? How long does it take? I wondered if I had made it too easy in my funeral message. Frankly, I expected him to list about seven steps, so I didn't answer him. Finally, he said, Pastor, it takes just a look. Just a look, that's all. Just a look, it takes no time at all. He was referring to the incident of the brass serpent. Those Israelites who just looked were healed. Just a glance. Faith is all it takes. Let's not cloud salvation with all kinds of other things. James would say, don't make it so difficult. It's so easy for us humans to mess up the doctrine of salvation. We can't simplify it more than it is, but we can surely make it more difficult than it is. It's a human tendency to complicate salvation and thereby to confuse and obscure it. While that is true of the doctrine of salvation, the same is true of the doctrine of the Christian life. Humans have a tendency to complicate that, too. The simple fact is that the life of Christ is received by faith and it is lived by faith. It is lived the same way it is received. So I appreciate the statement here in Acts 15 by James. Some of the Christian Jews were trying to complicate the matter of salvation. They had said earlier that the Gentiles could not be saved apart from circumcision and obedience to the law. These things were necessary to become a Christian, and they were necessary to living a Christian life, they said. This was a crucial time for the early church in A.D. 49. Fortunately, the Jerusalem church, together with its leaders, had the wisdom to rule against the Judaizers. So this council decided to put their decision in writing and send the letter to the Gentile churches. Wisely, they decided to send two men to deliver the written document in person. Chosen were Judas and Silas. They, together with Paul and Barnabas, took the letter 300 miles north to the predominantly Gentile church of Antioch. The Gentile believers were understandably relieved and encouraged by the document and also by the visit of Judas and Silas. So, a potentially explosive situation was carefully handled and it turned out for the best. Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch and continued to minister there. As time went by, they decided to revisit some of the places where they had been in their first missionary trip. A sharp disagreement arose between them over whether to take John Mark with them. Paul decided against John Mark, so he took Silas. And Barnabas took Mark, his cousin, and sailed for his former home, Cyprus, while Paul and Silas walked through Syria and Cilicia. At first glance, it seems unchristian for Paul and Barnabas to have such a sharp disagreement. But 
as they themselves said to the citizens of Lystra when the people there thought the apostles to be gods, Paul said, We too are only men, humans like you. Believers in Christ, pastors, missionaries, preachers, are humans like everyone else with the same emotions and biases. The differences between these two men worked out for good. Instead of one missionary team, they now were able to form two. God had overruled, so the gospel spread. Churches were built and existing ones strengthened. God was using humans to move the gospel of Christ to the ends of the earth. new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.